you're listening to a virgin who can't drive podcast i'm your host there natasha Cornell. let's just dive right into this so this week i had the honor the great great honor of attending my younger brother's first ever swim meet this experience got me to thinking and reminiscing on my ventures in sports in middle school so my brother's in seventh grade i did a couple sports throughout my middle school years um from age three and up until like ninth or tenth grade i had done dance so i wasn't like a three sport athlete ever and it wasn't really something i wanted to do for a while i kind of switched to wanting to do sports later in high school i dabbled a little bit but i also most of the time was completely and utterly lost i also gonna put on the table didn't apply myself to my fullest ever which is such such a letdown if i could tell little old me any advice it would be just try harder please push yourself harder i didn't push myself hard enough in dance i didn't push myself hard enough in violin no activity i did i never like push myself and i'm like oh dang what a letdown like oh because i'm like where can i be now but you know, I can't go back, and I stopped doing those for a reason. It obviously wasn't, like, a huge passion, but it's only made me, like, later in life be like, okay, I want to work tenfold harder because I've let myself down. Like, I'm so hard on, like, fifth grade me, but I'm like, you're such a pussy. You're such a little puss. What were you doing? All you wanted to do was playing your Kindle Fire. I mean, Minecraft Fire, but anywho, so I'm going to share a couple stories today about some sporting ventures and experiences I've had. So I did basketball one year a permission slip was going around during lunch the coach was recruiting okay you have your girls that have been doing it all of middle school and then the couple who are like i'm gonna dabble in this so me and my best friend at the time were like hey we should do this we danced together and everything and it worked in our schedule so it was either fifth sixth or seventh grade i'm honestly not sure at all when what year this was but it was middle school i get this permission slip take it home gets it signs blah 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 I go to the practices it was either a scrimmage or a game and we we're at this other school and coach puts me in okay so he's like corn go in so I'm in feeling good first game automatic mistake I make right off the bat is running towards the wrong direction I get yelled at now there's something I have to say about myself I'm not proud of it but I'm a crier it's a shame of mine to this day like I really hate letting people down when an adult yells at me most of the time, it's my first instinct, get really beat red, my ears burn, and then the tears come. Not proud of it. Now, I like being reprimanded. I like being corrected. I appreciate it, actually. Like, I really, really do, because I'm like, if someone needs to call me out on my bullshit, because for some reason, sometimes shit doesn't get through to me. Like, I need that, like, yo. But as a kid, you know yelled at even if it's a stupid mistake and they're just trying to be nice and correct you i'd still be like oh my gosh i let them down and then i cry and coach yells at me i'm on the court i'm getting a little overwhelmed at this point i hadn't cried yet though you know the tears were forming in my eyes a little glassy layer but i was like pull it together he's just correcting you you know i'm dribbling i'm passing it to my teammates all is going well then the infamous play is called double bologna sandwich get in that stack formation you know star 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 team titans go avengers assemble and i'm just standing over there like what is going on why are you calling all this stuff and then everyone's getting information and i'm like 
the only information I know is Beyonce, and I'm a, I'm a tad bit confused, so I remember distinctly, like, calling to my coach, being like, I don't know what you want me to do, because he was like, Corn, Corn, what are you doing, what are you doing, and I'm like, what, what are you doing, I am out here, you know, just trying to play a nice old game of basketball, like I've seen a high school musical, no one is getting in a dance routine, no one's singing, where's my man Chad, where's Troy, and I'm over here like, coach, like, I, I truthfully, I have no idea what is going on, so he pulls me out of the game, he's like, Corn, what is wrong, and I was like, I don't know, and I, I probably just, like, sat in the corner, was, like, all heartbroken and stuff after that, but I remember I was like, did I miss a practice, because I feel left out of, like, an inside joke or something, because everyone else is on the ball and knows what's up, and I just, I felt like I really missed something, and it turns out that I definitely had, or I was just completely oblivious to what they were teaching us in practice. I think the whole time, I thought we were just doing drills, but they were trying to teach us plays, and we were supposed to memorize them, and I just did not click that together because I knew nothing about basketball other than what I learned off High School Musical. Then I did basketball again in high school. So, 10th grade year. The two coaches for my 10th grade year of basketball, I really, really liked them. And when they came to me and they're like, are you playing? I'm like, you don't want me. Like, I told them that. I was like, buddy, like, first off, the one coach was the one that yelled at me in, like, fourth grade or fifth grade when I sucked. And I was like, you saw me then, buddy. Nothing's improved other than I've gotten a little bigger. And... They're like, no, join the team and stuff. They were really trying to get the numbers up because they needed a certain number of girls. And I'm like, so you want me? You need me? I'm just kidding. I was like, no, you seriously don't want me, coach. Like, you do not want me on your basketball team. Out of any sport I could have picked up in high school, it was the last one I should have played ever. They needed the number. And I was like, ugh this is gonna end badly, but I was like, I'm gonna put my best foot forward, and I do have to say, my 10th grade year, this is when my worth ethic started kicking in a little bit, and I actually did try for this, I'd go to practice, and then at night, I'd go home, and I'd run, listen, if I'm not gonna be the best on the team, I'm at least gonna keep up stamina-wise, I'm gonna be in shape, but you know, the shape didn't exactly perfect my skill, and I'd stay after some nights and just try to shoot and shoot and shoot. In practice, I actually wasn't half bad. Like, when it came to certain things, shooting drills, a couple times, I was the first one done shooting. I, it sounds like bullshit, and I even, there were times I'd go to my coach, and I'm like, I swear I'm not lying, I'm the first one done. I don't know how this happened, but it happened, because for me, if I get the form of something down, and I think this comes back to ballet, because we did like an hour of bar work every day just to get the technique, and then we go into utilizing the floor space and perfecting the skill that way, but it was like, you get the technique down before you ever like go without the bar, and I think that helped me a lot in basketball in that sense, so like when it came to a shooting drill, if I made one basket and I had to make the rest from that place, it was easy money. I can make the rest of them. That was about the peak of my skill set, though. I'm not a good basketball player, and that was probably, like, a once-in-a-while thing, but I can't shoot in the game. Like, I can't. That's where my skill set ended, was in the game. So I remember one game. I showed up looking like a Cheeto. I wish I was lying. So 
The previous night, I had stayed at a friend's house, and she had fake tanned, but it did not go well, and she was bullied hardcore at school, and it really got to her. Like, she was really upset, and she was like, everyone's making fun of me and stuff, and I was, I was like, bro, you just can't care. Like, so I remember I was staying at her house that night, and I was like, bruh, I'm not gonna let you go to school tomorrow and get reamed on, so why don't we just fake tan me too so I look orange? And then we're double trouble. Then it takes some of the heat off you. And I was like, I don't really care that much. So I fake tan myself the night before my game. I totally forgot I had a game until after I had applied it. And it was already like the orange pigment. When we fake tan, first of all, it was not even at all. And it wasn't on my hands. So like my arms were orange, but my hands were white. It was definitely uneven on my neck. And it was uneven on my shoulders. And unfortunately, our jerseys were tank tops. This tan really stood out. Everyone else is looking fine. They're looking good. And then comes rolling in the big old Cheeto. I remember my coach going, nice tan, Corn. You go on vacation overnight? And I was like, listen, we both know this looks bad. I'm taking one for the team. That's what you taught me. And so I definitely know girls on the other team were making fun of me. The girls on the team above me, the senior girls were making fun of me. I heard them. I was like, oh, great. I'm actually getting bullied right now. But coach put me out. And unfortunately, my skills did not help my case because now not only was I a Cheeto, it wasn't like a redemption story. Like this story is actually pretty sad. There's no redemption. It wasn't like she came in looking like a fool and then she laid everyone out. I was like, no, she came in looking like a fool, acted like a fool, played like a fool and left looking like a fool. Through the season, my skills never increased at all. Not a lickety split. So I definitely, obviously, I definitely could have applied more. I definitely could have tried harder because if there's no progression, you're not trying hard enough. You're not trying hard enough. And I can say this because my last game, for some reason, my coach kept putting me in. I think he just wanted me to score. Yeah, that's the other thing. I never scored once. Once, never once did I get a freaking basket. Coach, the last game, I think he was keen on me making a basket. He's like, you are going to make a basket our final game. And I was like, coach, listen, I want to for you, bud. Like, I really did for him. And I really tried, but it just, I never followed through. And to this day, I owe you an apology, sir. I really am sorry I let you down. I played most of our last game. I'd say two to three quarters of the game, I was in. And I'm like, coach, why am I in? I think we were bombing it so bad. He was like, why not just keep her out? I was kind of the person, like, if we were if we were losing, coach would be like, just put corn in. Like, just put her in. Throw her in. What's it going to do? What damage could she possibly do? Worst case, and honestly, best case, is she gets a bunch of penalties and we got to sit her out. That's best case scenario because not contributing anything to this team other than being the best bench boy in the game. I do have to say, a solid bench boy. I was quite the water boy. Quite, you know, the team's pump up. Not the mascot. Well, maybe when I had the spray tan, I was like, yeah, let's go Cheetos. And coach was like, we're not the Cheetos. Sit your ass down. I had the team spirit. I was like, I believe that we can win. And they're like, Sarah, we have been down this entire game. We are like, 
30 to 0. So shut up. And I'm like, nah, we're winning this. We're definitely winning this. I see a turnaround in this last three minutes. I see it. I see it. Come on, guys, get to scoring. I tried to keep like a solid bench. You know, that bench mentality of like, if I'm going to be bench, I'm going to be the best freaking bench boy out there. Can't contribute in my skill. Going to contribute in that positive attitude. You know? But I felt bad. I really did. There were times I was like, Coach would be like, Corin, you're going in. I'm like, Coach, this is the worst possible thing you could do for this team. Like, the worst. Not only will the players hate you, but they're going to hate me too. Like, you're throwing me under the bus, buddy, by putting me in. And he was like, no, Corn, just go in. And I'm like, Coach, really, buddy? It won't hurt me. You will not hurt my feelings. Honestly, I really don't want to. To the point where he would be like, no, you're going in. Like, don't argue. And I'm be like, I'm not trying to argue. I'm so sorry, sir. I'm really not trying to argue. I'm just, like, looking out for the team, okay? I'm really sorry. And I'd go in, and then I'd fail. I'd let the team down. And everyone was always really nice. Like, I do have to say, I had the nicest basketball team I could have ever had for sucking so hard. If I was at any other school, I am positive I would have been absolutely bullied and ridiculed. I would have been toasted and roasted. There is no way they would have kept me on the team. My coaches were also the nicest coaches. I'm really glad I did basketball because I, I've i taken like lessons they've taught me that I could apply to other things in life, not even basketball. If there's anyone I owe an apology card to, it is 110% my basketball coaches. We end off the season with this last game. I have bombed every shot I have made. Every time I go to take a shot, the crowd goes... <gasps> And then it just hits the floor and everyone's like, uh, and then scooches back in their seat. And then you see him like, you know, their chest lift a little. They're like, maybe we'll make it. And then and everyone just leans back. By the fourth quarter, no one was even reacting to people trying to score. That is how dunked on we were. We were absolutely and completely sloppy Joe'd, just slapped on a bun and fed to some kid. Like, there was no crumbs. It was a sad time. It was a sad time for the team. And after that game, I could sense a little disappointment from the coach. Well, a lot of disappointment. I'm not going to lie. He was disappointed. And also, some sort of relief. He was like, thank God, because this season... <laughs> It's been a time. So the next day in school, season's over. I'm turning in my jersey to him. And it's just me and him in his classroom. And he's like, so, Corn, you playing next season? I want you next season. And I'm like, I feel like you have to say this. Like, where are the cameras? Come on. Did you have to recruit an Audi? Like, coach, you saw what went down this season. Like, be real with me. No one else is here. Your boss isn't watching. The other coaches and watching. None of the teammates are watching. You don't have to put on a neck. Just be real with me. Why in the hell do you want me on your team? I contribute nothing. <laughs> I was like, coach, this is the biggest mistake in your life. And he's like, nah, just come on the team. This nicest man, like I said, this man is actually a saint. Like, if he's not a saint when he dies, <laughs> he's earned it. He's earned it for putting up with me. I'm like, buddy, your team represents you as a coach, your players and all that. They're representing you, your ability to coach and all that good stuff. And I'm like, what have I done to like represent you other than one, show up as a freaking Cheeto the one game, two, bomb every shot I made. I made zero points, which it's got to be a record, especially for the amount of shots I made. 
Because I remember one time someone passed me the ball and I straight up hucked it to the sideline at my coach. And he's like, Corn, you're supposed to shoot. And I'm like, I'm really sorry. Like, I was not expecting to actually like, be passed the ball. I thought I was just going to be running. Like, I thought this was going to be like some nice cardio training. <laughs> the look of disappointment I received from this man on a daily basis the last like eight weeks. And you want me on your team and he's like yeah why not i was like you're way too chill i don't know if the massive amounts of electrolytes you intake from chugging gatorade by the gallon or what it is but you're going a little cuckoo like why why would you even like to this day still surprising me but i think he would just you know we were buds we had formed a nice coach to player relationship and I really appreciated how much work he put in me and I thanked him I was like you taught me a lot of lessons I can apply to my life and take with me after this season even if I don't go to the NBA like I know I'm planning on it but even if that doesn't work out you know I don't get to play with the Lakers don't get to play with my boys don't get to dunk on them anymore if all of that goes down the drain which I don't think it will because coach star player absolute legend I'm on the leaderboard at our school now, hold the records, but if that doesn't work out, you know, I'm, I'm going to take your lessons and play them somewhere else, because it's not like I definitely need to do other things other than basketball. Basketball was not my forte. I'm not going to sit here and say it was. It definitely wasn't. But I also tried another sport in middle school, cheerleading. Seventh grade it was. It was seventh. It was mixed with the eighth grader, so it was seventh and eighth grade cheer. I was pumped for this. I was like, this is something I feel I could actually do. It was a matter of learning these videos. So I didn't exactly know what cheerleading would entail. I knew we had practices and I knew a lot of it was memorization. Now that is why I also sucked in dance because I sucked at memorizing. Like once again, should have applied myself more. Moral of the story. So I suck at memorizing, meaning I should have tried harder to memorize, but I didn't. We do things we regret. So I get these videos, I learn all the deformations and stuff. It actually went pretty smoothly for the most part, but I did get yelled at quite a few times. First, they tried to have me fly. That went over like a partner church. It just didn't work. I am very afraid of heights. Like it is probably one of my top 10 fears up there with driving. And so when they tried to make me fly, it just didn't go over well. And so I ended up being a base. And then that didn't go over well. So they're like, okay, we actually need people to do some stunts. And by that, they mean like car wheels and all that stuff. So at the time, I was also doing dance. So my flexibility was pretty decent. I could do a split. By decent, I mean like I could do a split. It was pretty good. I remember in a routine, I would do a cartwheel into a split because I couldn't do a handspring or any of that good stuff. Like I... I really bring nothing to these teams. Like, I gotta, I gotta, you know, expand my skill set. This is getting really sad. So, I, I had that part in the cheer. And I remember, after I do my cartwheel into a split, I'm supposed to stand up and then do this sort of, like, open leg and arms out v with my arms like you know the ymca dance i just hold the y basically there's music going it's upbeat if you've ever heard like a cheer routine music it's very like edited and just to have like that solid constant beat this beat is going i do my little flippity flop and i'm standing in my y and i start doing jazz hands 
open palm jazz hands and my coach I remember she was like she was not happy from this so I'm feeling good I'm like I'm adding a little spice to this like everyone in cheer is so everyone's so stiff I'm like we need some jazz hands up in here I was feeling the music it was like some Lady Gaga track and I was like this is my beat let's go and so I'm doing my jazz hands wide proud loud feeling good we end our routine and we go over to the sidelines and she's pulling all of us aside, correcting someone's form, correcting someone's ability, correcting the flyer and stuff. And she pulls me aside and she's like, and what the heck were you doing, Sarah? Why were you like shaking? Are you like good? Do you have to piss or something? And I was like, what are you talking about? And she's like, why were you doing jazz hands? And I was like, because we like needed a little spice. And she's like, don't do that don't do that. She was very, <laughs> she was a little angry that first routine because we didn't exactly ace it. I felt good. I was like, this, this is a good thing. I'm, I'm improvising. Like, this is what we want. And she was not having it. She was like, you ever do jazz hands again and you will be sitting on the sidelines with me the entire routine. Oh, <laughs> So we don't like the little added spice. I was like, okay, I catch your drift. I catch your drift. Taking note. And I never did jazz hands again. There were times in practice, though, I would go to do it and she'd be like, Corn, what are you doing? What are you doing? And I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, it just feels so natural. Like, does no one else want to do jazz hands? And everyone's like, no, can you just like cut it out? You're really annoying. And I'm like, well, like, glad I found my people. These are my type of people, you know? I was like, I'm glad everyone else is just on the same page once again. <laughs> and I'm just, like, totally out of it doing my own thing, my jazz hands. I've never had a bad coaching experience, though. As much as I've always brought down the team, I always seem to get along with my coaches. I don't know if they feel bad for me and they're like, this kid's just such a lost cause. Like, why? Why did I get myself into this or what it is? But I've always had really, really nice coaches. And I mean, that doesn't mean like they didn't get stern with me and call me out and be like, what are you doing? Like, this is cheer. This is not jazz. First off, I never even took a jazz class. So I don't know why I was so keen on doing jazz hands. I think that's probably why is because I took ballet, which is very much like not jazz hand oriented like if I had ever started breaking out in jazz hands I think my ballet teacher would have tripped me and then laughed at me she would have been like this this is not the place she was very stern like she was very stern she would not have taken that well but I think that's why I was so excited I was like yes I can just express myself and cheer and she's like no <laughs> burst that bubble right there there are no jazz hands. There are no jazz hands in my vicinity. And I'm like, okay, okay. I won't do it again. I won't do it again. Those were just some of the sports I kind of dabbled in. I also did t-ball when I was really, really little. Honestly, don't remember much from that, though, because I was so young. It had to have been between, like, pre-K and kindergarten. And I remember, like, I was so young that I was hitting off the little tee. Like, as I said, it was t-ball. I never went up to softball or anything. It just, I just guess it wasn't really my thing because I stopped doing it. Like, that's the thing. I don't even remember stopping doing it because I was so young. But I remember I had that bat around for years. Like, I love playing with the bat. Like, I'd take that outside and just hit stuff. I was like, yeah, I love my t-ball bat. But 
if someone actually threw something at me, it just, I couldn't hit it. I couldn't hit it, but I could hit things with the bat. Couldn't hit the ball that I was supposed to hit, but I could hit things with the bat. And you know, that's what counts. Those batting skills have yet to come in handy. But I remember I had like this big green foam bat and a pink glove because I everything had to be in pink when I was a kid. Everything. I also did summer soccer a lot of my elementary to middle school years. This is a embarrassing story, so I want to kind of set the move for who I was <laughs> as a soccer player. So I would show up to soccer practice in pink soccer socks okay soccer cleats I don't remember what color I think they were like lime green because I freaking fancied lime green at the time then I wore these black shorts with white polka dot highlight pink lining on them so they really stood out I'd wear my neon soccer shirt whatever team I was on they would just give you one and then I'd have my hair in like a high ponytail or half up, half down. So I was a real sight, okay? If there was any chance I could add pink glitter or neon into an outfit, you bet your butt I would. Like, I'm pretty sure my little hair tie probably had frillies on it and stuff because I would try so hard just to go the extra mile to incorporate that into my outfit. So I showed up to soccer for a game. And soccer was something because I had done it for so many years, I actually did understand this one. Because, you know, basketball was kind of like just throwing myself into the lion's den. But soccer, I had some understanding. Doesn't mean I was good at it, but I remember summer soccer, I was in the goal with a friend of mine because for some reason there were like two of us over there. I think one of us was defense and one was goalie. She points out a sprinkle on the ground and I'm like oh my gosh is that a sprinkle so of course you know she's crouching on the ground so now I'm crouching on the ground and I'm like is that a sprinkle and we're like picking this little sprinkle up and then analyzing it and little did we notice you know there's a whole ass game going on 13 other elementary school kids are coming at us and our coach is screaming girls what the heck are you doing and we're like oh sorry and the ball goes in and he yells at us because he's like guys what were you doing and we're like there was a sprinkle in the grass he's like i don't care if there was a sprinkle in the grass what are you talking about and we're like we're so sorry we're so sorry but i remember it was such a stupid reason to get yelled at and for the other team to get a score because we got distracted by the most stupid minuscule item we could have ever found was like this tiny little speck of a sprinkle on the ground. We're like, oh my gosh, that's not grass. What is this? And it legit, it took us out of the game. We like went into a different universe there for a second. I think that's really when me and this girl connected. We're like, we just discovered a new species. We are getting a Nobel Prize for this. We are scientists. Dora the Explorer has nothing on us because we just found a whole new species. And it's like, no, it's just this freaking sprinkle that probably fell off like someone's hostess little cake. I don't even remember who my coach was at the time, but I just remember the disappointment on this man's face. He's like, I do not get paid enough for this <laughs> at all for these kids to just completely ignore my coaching ability for sprinkle i hope you enjoyed this podcast episode those were just a couple of my memories i wanted to share from sports as a child
definitely not going to be a pro athlete. As a kid, it just, it wasn't my forte. I really don't even know what my forte was because I was just so all the time, like, distracted. I was just, like, finding the interest in the most stupid, weirdest things. I was like, if there's a sprinkle on the ground, that will entertain me for a half hour. We have a whole game here, and, like, you just pay no regards to it. I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing, kid? Yeah, I don't know where my head was at as a kid. I was really just out there living life to the fullest, just in my own world 110% of the time. But I really hope you enjoyed this episode. I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace out.